You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Digital Noise, this is the second in our series that we just do yearly because they put out all these genre Blu-rays at the same time, where I sit down and talk to people who've actually watched these shows like I have, and we do a full-on spoiler discussion about them. Last time you just saw the one for the CW shows, now we're doing Lucifer, Gotham, and Supernatural, so stay tuned. So now we are going to talk about the second season of the show, Lucifer. To call it based on the comic book feels a little disingenuous. It's not really based on the comic book. I mean, he's in them both, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's Lucifer. He's on Earth. He doesn't want to go back to hell. He's abdicated his position. He really like, likes this club. There's, yeah. there's a, there's a, he's got a chick demon named Mazakine. Yeah, he yeah. runs a club. Other than that, it's pretty much its own thing. Right. Oh, and by the way, this is Squeak here recording with me. Hello. Who also, one of my oldest friends in Austin. Not that old. Uh, <laughs> no, that's true. I knew you when you were just a baby. That's, that's what true. I mean. You were my babysitter when I was <laughs> in the womb. Okay. Um. She has watched this whole season as well. Actually, I was surprised. I, I put out a call for people to ask about a couple shows. She had watched them, and most people had seen Lucifer, but not the other. Yeah, that seems odd, especially given that they uh, one led right into the other. So you would think, but I, I am one of those people. I have not seen any of uh, Gothic. Gotham. Gotham. Yeah, Gotham. Yeah. See, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people uh, came down hard against that one for reasons I'm still not completely clear on. But Lucifer is. While definitely falling under, I feel like, the feel of a more 90s television show, like, it's definitely not feeling like those all those CW shows and Gotham and all that stuff. It, it's falling back. It's kind of episodic, you know, and it's storytelling. It has a lot of charm to it, regardless. It does, and it doesn't, but it doesn't seem to have that um, fixed style that, that uh, a lot of the other um, comic series do, where you look like you're looking into a comic book. Like, this looks like just a... Uh, cop series, yeah, with uh, some interesting twists. Well, that's the thing is like there's just so many shows that have this exact same formula. I mean, this technically goes all the way back to like Remington Steel. Oh, totally. Yeah. You know, <laughs> where you've got the the straight the straight man is the female person who's like ends up having her life upended but improved with what she's trying to do with solving crimes. The tough but by, sensitive cop. Uh, yeah, yeah. By, <laughs> by like some goofy dude who comes into her life who actually is helpful but drives her up the friggin' wall. Right. Uh, you know what I mean? We've <laughs> seen this formula done many times. There's probably at least eight other shows on TV using the same formula. There's one I saw coming out I think next season about a dude who's like, he's like a Chris Angel type ma ma magician right. who decides he's going to help a the police solve crimes. Or like moonlighting. You know, yeah, I mean. <laughs> exactly. David Addison. <laughs> that's that's the, the you know the alpha. Everything else is just a shadow of moonlighting. Let's face it. At least the first two seasons, anyway. God bless him. <laughs> I, I actually just went back and rewatched the Taming of the Shrew episode recently because oh, it's so great. <laughs> but yeah, I think one of the the biggest charm here is really the casting of Tom Ellis as Lucifer Morningstar, who right off the bat, kind of you're like, I buy this guy as Lucifer. I really like him. Absolutely, he's got that sexy. Dangerous, but kind of impish, and impish is important here. A uh, little look in his eye. Uh, I think, um, and he's smart, and of course, having an English accent, of course, makes you smart. So, well, by definition, yes, yeah. by absolute definition, and sneaky. So. Unless it's Cockney, and then it yeah. makes you dumber. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> we say, "Oh, governor, 
you're either Dick Van Dyke or you're dumber. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe both. I'm maybe not even both. sure. But yeah, uh, he is enchanted with the cop, Chloe Decker, played by Lauren German, who is like, I must be a little irritated as an actress sometimes of like, like having to keep a straight face and look angry so much. You know what I mean? I, I don't like her. <laughs> it's hard to like her. The show doesn't give her a lot to do yeah, on she her She seems own. to whine a lot in the show and she really shouldn't. I mean, she's got a lot of space and I think that hopefully from what I've seen about the next season, um, it's going to widen out a little bit and she'll get to be more of a cop person instead of whining cop. Well, yeah. And we'll <laughs> officially split into spoiler territory in just a second. Okay. We actually talk about what everything happened in this one. But I will say that uh, they did do interesting things this season with her ex-husband, Dan, who actually became likable this yes. season. Whereas last season, he was just like, oh, for fuck's sakes. Uh, D.B. Woodside, who was introduced uh, as Amandiel, right. another angel, Lucifer's brother, went through an arc from likable to unlikable to back to likable again. <laughs> um, Leslie Ann Brandt as Mazakine has actually given things to do this season. She's always been likable, but now she's like interesting and likable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They've actually given her character and st story arcs here, uh, which is good because I really like Leslie Ann Brandt who plays the character as sort of like a sadodoministic you know, say that's not a word. Sure, it is. S and M S dominatrix. Yeah, sure. Yeah, type <laughs> demon uh, who's trying to figure out how to be a, like a, relate to humans who she doesn't really have it much. Well, and that she's them. totally embraced her little pet human, uh, the doctor. So she's like, "This is my project, and I yeah. love this." <laughs> and then poor Doctor Linda Martin, played by uh, Rachelle Harris, who this season basically finally gets. Put in a position where in no uncertain terms she now knows that Lucifer is really Lucifer and not just a guy pretending to be Lucifer. You'd think the first clue would be, I can't help myself but have sex with this guy whenever I'm around <laughs> Why him. Does that keep even happening? I'm a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm his therapist. I know I shouldn't do this. Why am I doing this? Um, uh, and then this season introduces Trisha Helfer, of course, from everyone knows best from Battlestar Galactica as sort of the, the sexy Cylon. There were a lot of sexy Cylons, but yeah. she was the poster child sexy Cylon. As Charlotte, who we saw at the end of last season, was uh, Lucifer's mother, God's wife, which I'm like, I don't even remember seeing that in the Apocrypha. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know that the, the goddess, the creator, or, or the goddess of creation was a um, is an actual biblical thing. I, I don't, don't think, think so. so yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a little on the male-dominant side, uh, yeah, those yeah. writings there. But, you know, whatever. This, like I said, is more of uh, a... Not really any more an adaptation of Neil Gaiman's version, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Hey. She, she was probably really there, but, you know, they just didn't have any good writers at the time. So, <laughs> But into, like, full spoiler territory for the season, I will say that um, I was a little irritated by her. She was so up and down. It's like, well, is she, like, a positive character? Is she yeah. a hellish monster? And why is she who she is? I never felt like we really understand. Yeah, why would God marry such a bitch? Like, what? And, and <laughs> how she's just as... Like, they insinuate she's just as powerful as God. Then why is she just not... I mean, there's the whole thing, like, her body is breaking out because right. her powers come back. Like, like her bursts of light are coming through her navel her and power stuff. light or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, why do you need help doing anything if you're that powerful? You would think as as the number one lady, the wife of God, the mother of all, that she, um, she could have just smushed this all on her own. And obviously she does have the power. She has the power to make people do whatever she wants. Like, mm -hmm. obviously she's got Dan. Well, I mean, she's a hot lady too, but True. she's got Dan doing kind of whatever she wants and he doesn't know why. And so, uh, I mean, yeah, I don't know what the pause on her power 
here I mean, is for. I'm kind of glad they like seemingly just wrote her out of the season, like finished her off in yeah. the season, not, you know, not killed her, but you know, said, okay, she's gone now. <laughs> Cause she added an element of chaos that wasn't necessary. And when there were much more interesting storyline threads that I wanted to follow. Yeah. I mean, her whole thing with wanting to off Chloe because she th- thought that was the anchor that was holding Lucifer here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, that's interesting in that she's got this plot, but a uh, mad deal was already, already, I can't even say his name now. And <laughs> was already kind of on that. Like he knew that that was that he needed to get Lucifer out, and he was already on his own little, granted, um, useless plan to do so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, so I guess we needed Mom in he, just to help out a little bit. Lucifer's but. just great at like ineffectively but successfully thwarting everyone's plans against him and Chloe. Yes. It's just almost he falls backwards into success more often than <laughs> not. Uh, but he does do – he is – he really shows this season, I feel like, how strong his feelings are for Chloe. He actually goes to hell to rescue her, which is the last thing in the world that he wants. Right. Which is kind of a big deal in the context of the show. But uh, my highlight episode was the one in the insane asylum where they meet the guy who says he's God and then he's like, I think he actually is God. And in a way he was – like, but and maybe he is. But, it's, it's, but it was like more like re- God memory residue or something in him. Yeah, know? he seemed like he was an echo. Maybe uh, that's a, a residue is a good one. Echo yeah. is what I thought. It just kind of seemed like, um, like, uh, yeah, like he was the shell. Maybe God had been there and then had left, and that was the body that he inhabited. So it'd be interesting to see what Charlotte is like later. Like maybe Charlotte has an echo of. The goddess. Who knows? Yeah, right. The or the, the shell that was left that would have been dead if not for the goddess coming inside of her. Right. Like, who, yeah, <laughs> who's like now? Like, wait a minute. What am I doing here? What's happening? Why am I on this beach? Who are you people? <laughs> um, boy, what a weird. What the fuck just happened? Ending. Yeah, like, so where is he? I don't know. Is he in hell? Because it, that was the whole thing. Taking off his wings got him out of hell. Yeah. So, so did he get shoved back to hell by God? Because now that we see he's got wings in yeah. a big desert, or is he just in Baja? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some Bakersfield. Yeah. I, well, which is hell in a sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, interestingly, there were originally going to be four more episodes to this season. Yeah. That were, that. that were described as standalone episodes that would follow up the finale and they pushed them back twice. And now they just said they're going to be at the beginning of the next season. So I think next season might start with a little bit of like, well, we'll get around to telling you what happened to Lucifer, but not yet. Remember that thing that happened? Don't think about it before episodes. (laughs) I also want to point out special points to Maze taking uh, Chloe's daughter trick or treating and then just basically revealing her true demon face. And of course the daughter's like, Oh, that's an awesome Halloween costume. (laughs) It's like, yes, it is. The the element of the kid. um, uh, uh, Forget her name, the character's name. I uh, can't the character's name. Does it, like, does it matter? It doesn't really matter. She's a little uh, kid. Beatrice. Beatrice. B, yes. Uh, Trixie. Trixie, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, she, it's kind of a nice little element to have something for Maze also to focus on because, because Maze is a kid. Like, she's just a kid with demonic powers. And so she likes to do kind of the same things that Trixie likes to do, except with a grown up twist to it because she's also the, this hot, sexy demon person yeah whatever she is and um <laughs> hot sexy demon person i think covers yes. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew exactly what you meant <laughs> but i mean you know the relationship between the two and the way maze relates to people around her is very childlike um and that there, it's all hot or cold there's this is bad this is good and there's no middle for her and so and, and that's i think why she likes the doctor so much because the doctor is somebody who 
by her profession and by her nature is supposed to bridge those two things and help those things come together. I, I love that element of it, of Mays deciding that she is now friends with Dr. Yeah. Linda. You are now my friend. Yeah, you are now my friend. <laughs> Nothing you can do about Dr. Linda initially freaking out, but then realizing... Honestly, Lucifer and Maze, this is just yet another dysfunctional family whose yep. parents mistreated them, just like all her other patients. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they just sometimes blow holes in things. <laughs> Usually they just you know, kill rabbits on the side of the house, not destroy planets and yeah. lives and things. Uh, yeah, <laughs> true, true. Um, so what was your, like, overall, what was your feelings of the season as compares to the first one? Um, this one... It felt a lot less like a comic book, I think, than mm -hmm. the first. Um, the first, I mean, they were obviously grabbing um, elements left over from uh, 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 the, the the Sandman. Yes, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was or like, the, sure, sure, or sure. the solo book Lucifer, which I forget who wrote it. I did not see the solo or yeah. read the solo book, but um, yeah. So there were elements that were really directly taking from that, like, okay, here is this series based on this thing. And then this whole, like, again, like we said before, this series became like, this is a cop show that happens to have some supernatural elements into it. But I felt like we drifted pretty far away from the, it's not really canon because it wasn't like it was series and series and series, but uh, the direct elements of comic book, which is fine. Um, it was, it was, it was entertaining. I liked it. I'm still a fan of the show. Yeah. Um, I, the thing with his, uh, his brother, um, Oh, a Uriel or yeah, yeah. or a Man a Man yeah. Manadel. <laughs> so you can't. See yeah, it. I know every time. Well, Uriel's the one he killed. Yeah, Uriel is when yeah. he killed, but did he kill? Like, is yeah. is he dead? Well, use the the dagger at that point that they did not realize was the flaming sword. So okay, I'm presuming yeah. dead, 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 dead. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's still he's thinking about him, so he's still an element. When that's that's kind of uh, I liked that that was a character that was out there that was a danger because he knew exactly what he was and and had the power over him to potentially. Uh, really mess him up but um but him being gone too just leaves all other bad guys space to come in <laughs> yeah yeah and i i'm curious to know then what do you expect from next season based on what you, we know um I, mean, I know tom welling is joining the show yes uh i since we don't know where he is, um, I, I'm kind of curious in these four episodes if they're going to be standouts like, yes, meanwhile, back at the ranch, we're going to see what everybody else was up to. And so are we going to focus more on – I kind of hope we don't focus more on Chloe, but um, uh, maybe what Maze does in her spare – I don't – I really don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I it's mean, hard it's, to say. There's, there's a, like a lot of – they're not so much dangling threads because, like, there's stuff that was just been there since the beginning of the season. Like, you know, Lucifer's pissed at God and wants to make him answer for his crimes. This is basically Preacher, but with the devil being the main character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, and you know? when you asked me originally, I was like, oh, it's not series isn't over yet. And then I was like, oh, no, it's Preacher. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Monday nights, I get confused. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I had just now realized, I was like, wow, there's the same show. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like overall, it's just kind of more about these relationships between these characters and them acclimating to being on earth. Right. And, and then of course the big one, is he ever going to get to, you know, tell where she'll believe Chloe that, where Chloe will believe him that he is in fact really Lucifer. And, and what does what that do? will happen. Yeah. 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 Cause there's like that weird, there was that episode from season one where he's like, go ahead, shoot me. And she does. And he's like. Wait, why am I shot? <laughs> yeah, because like, whoops. <laughs> that being the main question, why is she the only one who can hurt him? And that seems to tie into the whole thing with, like, uh, Amandil is technically her father, I guess? Right. Yeah. yeah. He came down and, and, or in a way, he came down and imbued her mother with the spirit of the Lord because she was, like, 
set up and planned because God looks wanted, like a white girl. God wanted her. Yeah, right. <laughs> God wanted her to enter his life. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, and put him in the path or put her in the path. And yeah, and so maybe there's more about, I mean, this season, maybe there's a little bit more about how Amadiel is dealing with that because now this is his child, tech, sort of ishly. Um, and <laughs> while he's been protective of most of the humans because he's generally a good guy, yeah. or good angel, tries to be, tries to be good angel. Uh, you know what? What has this done to his relationship with her now that he is actually kind of come out and said, "Yeah, this is right." And once she, when she finds out about it herself, oh boy! And what's her <laughs> other dad gonna say? I, like, I know, right? There's gonna be one <laughs> hell of a weird family reunion coming up on this show. We've already seen that's kind of what this season was already, but it's gonna get weirder. Uh, this, of course, is available on DVD and Blu-ray uh, for about forty bucks. And it comes with a new featurette called Reinventing Lucifer in the City of Angels. It's a very EPK, you know, everybody going like, oh, I love being on the show. That actor's great. That actress is great. I loved working with this director. I love working with that guy. Uh, there's the 2016 Comic-Con panel. There's some deleted scenes and there's a short gag reel. So that's what you get. And thank you so much, Squeak, for being with me on this review. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, of course, I'm here with Sarah. Of course. To talk about Supernatural Season 12 because of my friends who... Like, literally, my friend who forced me to watch Supernatural is no longer watching Supernatural. Oh, really? Yeah. Who was it? Cat. I will murder her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like a brand loyalist. I'm like, it almost doesn't matter at this point. I'm with this till the end. (laughs) I know. I'm like, you know what? This season was not good. And I I was like reading some review about this season because I kind of forgot what happened. And the guy was like, I'm not going to watch season 13. I'm like... Why wouldn't you? You yeah. and he said he was like he'd been watching it since 2005 when it premiered. I was like, why give up now? Who cares if it's bad? Right, and that's the thing is like it's not like it's terrible. Yeah, it's, it's not just, season this seven. This is just yeah, it's not season seven, which is by far the lowest point mm-hmm. of the show. But this isn't as good as seasons eleven and ten were either. No. Um, and I, I think there's a couple different reasons, and I'm going to point my finger at Mary Winchester being one of the big ones. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I think that the. Ongoing, because it's always the angst that irritates me the most on the hmm. show, and there's so much irritating angstiness with Mary that was just that's just plot contrivance, eh. you know. I mean, I I live off of man tears, so yeah. <laughs> I love the angst. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, there's a lot of Mary, there's a lot of uh, of of uh, Mary tears as well. You know, she's like, oh, I almost yeah. killed them. I must leave now. Tears over men. So yeah, I like, ate those two with with uh, the darkness from last season. Uh, God's uh, what was his sister? God's sister resurrecting Mary Winchester is like, thank you, Winchester. Here's something <laughs> that could in no way backfire. <laughs> she was in a little like present box, yeah, like one of those ones that are like wrapped and you just lift the lid and she pops out. I'm here, surprise! <laughs> and now I've got to beat you up. Uh, she, you know, her. There's a couple different overarching things for this season. One was her being back and trying to find her place with, like, you know, neither of these her sons who she's ever known as adults. She knows mm-hmm. one of them is a little kid and the other is an infant, and kind of like, well, this is freaky. What's a cell phone? Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> and then you've got the British men of letters who are mm-hmm. like apparently like the dickhead version of the men of letters, since all the American ones are dead and Sam and Dean have been camping out in their leftover like like a uh, uh, bunker bunker bunker. The British Man of Letters are like, God, you Americans, you just do everything so... Uh, bunch you of Americans, we all talk like this and we drink tea. <laughs> and they're like, they paint them so much as villains right from the start that I feel like any attempt 
for the show to make you doubt, well, maybe this will work out. Nope. There's never any suspense about that. I mean, there's a little bit with the Mitch guy. Mick. Mick. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Mickey. Well, he was the only, and you knew that it wouldn't be the whole men of letters where they'd all become buddies, but you were like, okay, because he actually, the, like you actually, the moment you start to actually like his character kind of, is he's starting to go, oh, I kind of see their point now that I'm here in the thick of it with them. Fucking Ketch kills them. And you're yeah, literally the moment. Uh, my name is Ketch and this is my partner, Mick. There's nobody in the whole world named Ketch. No, probably not. <laughs> Ketch is not going to happen. Stop <laughs> trying. Stop trying to make Ketch a thing. <laughs> uh, now, I did actually enjoy the run, uh, you know, the return of Lucifer here. Uh, like, I like Rick Springfield as the aging rock you star. Did? I did? I thought it was hysterically. What is wrong with you? I thought it was hysterically campy. I, but, I th- oh, God. I was much more excited to see uh, um, Mark Pellegrino return yes. when they finally put him back in his body. And the whole run with him being a slave to Crowley is very funny, mm-hmm. I thought. I mean, Crowley had some fun this season with that. You could almost see – I'm surprised when we watched the gag reel there weren't a bunch of scenes with the two of them cracking up. Well, because Mark Shepard doesn't crack. N- never? He never cracks. Never cracks. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I, I can – I mean, I understand the whole, like, I'm Alice Cooper, but not really – Rick Springfield yeah. thing. It was like it was a little on the nose, but to be sure, but it was it was had a campy fun to it. I enjoyed. Oof! I did not like Rick Springfield as Lucifer. I thought that was just embarrassing. I mean, he can't act, and it really didn't serve much of a purpose. It was almost as dumb as making him the president of the United States oh, for an episode. That also made me laugh. I thought that was really funny because I mean, obviously that was a poke at. at Donald Trump, you know, like We're Donald Trump. About, is, this is a Trump TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and, Trump's America. But that whole thing with the, what that led to, I thought was really lame. With like, oh, now you've impregnated one of your staff members uh, who's <coughs> impregnated with, oh, no, it's not the Antichrist. That was in season five or whatever. Yeah. It's just the son of Satan. It's a Nephilim, which is an abomination, yeah. as Castiel will tell you a million times. Yeah, it's a trigger word for Castiel, really. Yeah, Nephilim. <laughs> An abomination! (laughs) I think um, one of my least favorite tropes in all the history of fiction is mystical pregnancy. Yeah, agreed. Where it's the, like, they had sex. I mean, at least they had sex in this Mm -hmm. kind of mystical pregnancy. But, like, the baby grows fast. And, I mean, how you can list so many TV shows that have a fantasy element that did this. And it's just, it's so overdone. And it's so offensive in so many ways because they were like look you're pregnant with the son or daughter of satan what are you gonna do i'm gonna keep it it's my baby are you fucking shitting me even like the most staunch abort uh, anti-abortion person would be like uh it's fucking satan get it out of me do you think god is gonna be mad at me for performing (laughs) this abortion god's gonna be like uh yeah i'll help you sorry double-edged sword lady i don't know what to tell you i won't drive you to planned parenthood okay lady it's a little definition of damned if you do damned if you don't (laughs) (laughs) but i totally agree with you i just suffered through on the second season of winona earp they did the same thing no Spoilers! Yeah, I well, started watching that show. It, the first season's good. The second season's yeah, suffers some pretty bad that. week, bad, bad writing. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I really have not been pleased with this whole anti. Well, sorry, Son of Satan storyline. Yeah. I mean, it worked out in Marvel Comics. Son of Satan's like a hero. So, oh. you know, I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> um, they show like the actor at the end who's going to play uh, 
So, so I'm saying he's like a teenage. A, a assuming teenage. they don't recast and say, "Oh, now he's old." It's probably going to recast him because there's just some like random Canadian yeah. catalog well, model they pulled off the street. From what it sounded like, what I was reading that they had like right after it that they had yet to cast. So it oh, sounded okay. like yeah, there'll be somebody who's probably a little more recognizable, and that'll obviously be next season's big season arc of the very predictable. Is there a way they can turn him to good? <laughs> I mean, it's going to be I – mean, they've already done this. I know. They did it in, in season – I think it was season five where they meet the Antichrist who is like the omen kind of little boy who has, you know, telekinesis kind of powers. And and they basically conclude at the end not to kill him because he's a good kid. He just doesn't know how to control his powers yet. Right. And as long as he stays on the path of good, they won't have to kill him. It's the good omen solution. Yeah. yeah. So, like – they're not gonna like they're gonna do the same exact thing with this. I can foresee it. They're not gonna make him pure evil to start because they're gonna think that there's yeah. maybe a way we can like get to him because we don't want to have to. They're gonna be just like uh, Kelly Klein, the one who's pregnant. I was like, well, maybe there's a chance he'll turn out to be good. Oh my there's God. not, and stop it. I wanted to stab her pregnant belly. I wouldn't <laughs> normally do that, but yes, anti-abortion people. Here I am to stab your pregnant belly. Maybe if you have Satan's child m- in maybe your belly. she'll grow up to be Bobby. Or he'll grow up to be Bobby. Oh, It'll be, be weird. Sick. Like, he'll fast grow into oh. Bobby. Oh, and then Bobby, like, like time traveled back in time to be... Sure. Sure. Okay. I don't care. Well, I mean... As long as we get more Bobby, I'm always fine, you know? I mean, maybe they could have it. He's the son of Satan, and then Satan possesses him because he's kind of a human <laughs> and then he's like 1.5 satan is this your application to write for supernatural <laughs> and, and then there's another satan and it's satan twins <laughs> there's two satans there's been two satans the whole time Whoa. Whoa, but one of them's blown. good and he has a goatee I, oh so let's talk about some it. of the stuff i really enjoyed this season uh castiel and crowley being forced to team up was like really funny to me so like they like they were playing a sort of uh, mismatch buddy comedy, mm-hmm. cop comedy with them, and I thought that was pretty. That funny. was fun. Um, I also I, I loved it so much. I tweeted multiple times about Dean killing Hitler, and him yeah. ju- and for like two episodes afterwards, like the first thing he'd say to anyone was, "I killed Hitler." <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? I killed Hitler. I just I thought that was a riot. That's honestly one of my favorite moments of the whole show. Yeah, that was that was a fun episode. I think there were some fun episodes in here. Um, some of it like. Uh, some of the one-offs were pretty fun. Like the, um, oh, fuck. It was like a ghost that froze. There were like children who froze to death yeah, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That one was pretty fun. Oh, the, uh, the woman who is, uh, like 200 years old and like see- seeking out angels to kill them. Yeah. That one was pretty cool. And we see a little bit of Castiel's past mm-hmm. in which he was... A lady. <laughs> lady Castiel. Mm. Uh, <laughs> a fancy Victorian lady. And, and I enjoyed the Quentin Tarantino tribute episode mm-hmm. that the the actor who plays Gabriel slash Loki on mm-hmm. the show actually directed that they called, of course, Stuck in the Middle with You. Which yeah. Is, you know, it's a plot episode, but it also isn't. It's kind of like, we're really just doing this to have the, every show's got the one, this is a straight up funny episode yeah. and that was kind of it. Yeah. You know? But I I hate to say they're the bad parts of this stuck out a lot more than the the good parts. Mm-hmm. Like just 
when you asked me to do the review, I was like, Very man, I only remember shit from this season. <laughs> <laughs> and probably one of the worst fucking things this show has done. Kill Crowley and Castiel. Yeah. No, like, it sounds like Castiel's coming back. But the actor, Mark Shepard, has insinuated that that's online, that that's it for Crowley. Yeah, I mean, Crowley is probably my favorite character. I fucking love Crowley. Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Child <laughs> of the devil right yeah, here. And I, who told you? <laughs> and I love Mark Shepard. I, I, I love everything. He's in all his, like, geeky properties. But Crowley is so him. Like, we were watching uh, some of the behind-the-scenes footage, and they were interviewing Mark Shepard, and he sounds, he talks like Crowley. Yeah. Like, Crowley is not a character. That's not a voice. Like, Castiel is a voice for Misha Collins. Yeah. Even Dean is a, is a voice for Jensen Ackles. Sam sounds just like Sam. Yeah, Sam is just Sam. <laughs> I mean, Jared's actually, like, a, more of a Dean character yeah, in I, real life. I think they have reversed roles in Because I've life, met right? him in real life twice. Oh, so you're like best friends. We are like best friends. We bought bananas you're together. actually <laughs> sitting on his lap right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can't talk, though. He got, a, he got he's surgery. He's not allowed. He got surgery. <laughs> but believe me, yeah. he's here. Yeah, just do a, do a hair flip. What did you say? that? Jared, what did Jared just say? What did he say? He said, um... Wow, you guys are doing such a great review. You're my favorite <laughs> podcast ever. <laughs> oh, you're always so sweet to us, Jared. What's that? No. No, we're not getting hot dogs on the way home. No, you've had enough. <laughs> we'll talk later, Jared. <laughs> or I'll talk and you'll make hand signals. <laughs> but anyway, back to the deaths of these very important characters. Yeah, it just, that whole way that whole thing wrapped up only had one thing I liked about it. I mean, you got the baby Antichrist appears, opens up a rift to the parallel world, because of course they're going to have parallel worlds at this point. When you start running out. I'm kind of, of excited about that, though. Yeah, you start running out of like, like, oh, we got hell, we've got heaven, we've got purgatory. What else do we have? Oh, well, we're going to have to sliders this bitch. And so sliders! That's, so that's what they're doing. They're like, oh, now <laughs> yeah. it's sliders, which they already did. Jerry O'Connell's going to be in it. They already kind of did that with the Wizard of Oz thing. With like, yeah, that's and, kind they, of a and they did world. it with the alternate timeline with um, yeah. in season five, which is actually one of my favorite episodes. Oh, one of everybody's. Okay. Yeah. And is that fan fiction? Is that no? The, it's it's called the end. The end. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Where everything's kind of gray. Yeah, of course. But they like them. That whole thing goes on for way too long. It gets way too complicated with like what's happening. What are they doing? They want to trap Lucifer there, but then for reasons I'm not clear. Crowley has to die to com- complete the ritual, which I also didn't buy he would do. Yeah. Uh, and then Mary, like, oh, and by the way, because you probably don't want to pay me for next season, I'm going to get trapped in the other dimension with with Lucifer. But the one thing I did like was alternate world Bobby Singer, because every season now we got to yeah. get one Bobby Singer who was like, yeah, I made bullets out of the angel swords. That never occurred to you guys to do that? Wow, yeah. <laughs> He's got a machine gun with, like, fucking angel bullets. I was like, okay, that's badass. Yeah. I miss Bobby. Yeah. I'll always miss him. I mean, that that was the kind of death that, like, was kind of justified yeah. in moving the plot. But this shit, was, it was just for shock. And it, like, oh, speaking of deaths for no reason, fucking Rowena yeah. dies off screen, off, off screen. camera. Like, yeah. okay, this is the second death of an important character, Charlie being the other one, yeah. who died in season... T- season... 11. Oh, season, 10. <laughs> season 542. <laughs> anyway, like, off camera, and it anytime somebody dies in that way, you're like, 
oh, this just means they're going to bring them back. Like, I was 100% convinced that Charlie faked her own death. Yeah. And that she and Rowena were, like, working together to cast a spell. And Charlie had to kill herself to, like, go into hiding. But, no, that didn't happen. And nobody took my notes on the script. And that was a weird one that... There was that was the strongest fan outcry about any death they've done on the show. It served no uh, purpose. Yeah, it absolutely didn't. It just felt like uh, the uh, what do you call it, woman in fridges yeah. thing. And I was like, this is is this just because you don't want to pay her anymore? I don't understand. <sighs> or because the way the show's scheduling, you had a plan for a character, but she can't do it because of scheduling. So you just wrote a new character and got rid of her. I mean, like, why didn't you do what you did before? Oh, she's off doing something else. Yeah, she's travel. She's traveling the world trying to find this blah blah blah, whatever the fuck spell. Who cares? Make it the fuck up. No. But it was lazy writing to go. Oh, it, it, the boys need more motivation. No, they don't. No, they don't. Demon hunters. <laughs> that's what they. That's all They're, they do. Listen. They are super fucking motivated. Yeah. They don't need a hang in their kitty poster with Charlie hanging from a rope <laughs> to be like, remember, I, all your friends are dead. I couldn't agree more. I, I thought that was really lame. And you're right. Like Rowena, who has built into a really interesting character over the past several mm-hmm. seasons and actually had a lot of interesting stuff I thought to do this season as she's kind of finally realizing backing all these different horses for the throne hasn't been working out. So maybe I'll actually try to be nice to the Winchesters. <laughs> the Winchesters. <laughs> that didn't work out. Well for her, clearly, but then again, that never works out well for almost anyone. Yeah, that was her mistake. Yeah. <laughs> um, she was the uh, only, wait, she is the female character with the most appearances in Supernatural. No kidding. Yep. I did not She beat out that. Ruby. Wow. Yeah. But, but both Rubies together? Or just um, I, I don't know if it was just uh, Genevieve yeah. Padalecki or uh, both of them together. Or but the she... other irritating one from Arrow. Oh. Play, she played Black Canary on Arrow until they killed her off. Oh, and now I did she's, not see Arrow. And now she's Dark Black Canary from Alternate Universe. <laughs> see, if you can bring people back on Arrow, let's bring back Charlie on Supernatural. Uh, that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? I, I'm all, let's cast our vote. Well, anyway, uh, overall, if you give us a 1 to 10 rating uh, compared <sighs> to other seasons, what would you give it? I mean, maybe it's one of those, it's like pizza. Even when it's bad, it's still pizza. Yeah. It still has moments. Yeah, yeah, it still has its moments. Um, ooh, this is tough. I'm going to give it – do we give it like a typical rating? Like, yeah, sure. I'm going to give it five um, – oh, man, wait, come back to me. Oh, shit, there's nobody else here. Yeah, that's you. <laughs> um, five – What's it going to be? Uh Dean's saying family. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, funny. In the, in the gag world, there's a lot of family, family. 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 I was like – is he auditioning for the next Fast and the Furious film? Yeah, and I think that if Jensen Ackles wasn't doing Supernatural, He'd he would be, be in a Fast and the Furious franchise. I, I suspect you're That's cr- hard to say. Fast and the Furious franchise. Yeah, just say Fast Furious. Fast Furious. Now, this being the Blu-ray release, there we keep referring to the gag reel. Yes, there's an 11-minute gag reel that, as always, is kind of worth the purchase. Oh, on. yeah. I love the fact that all these guys are such good friends. I love that they clearly team up against uh, Misha Collins all the time and play jokes <laughs> He's like, on him. Guys, they're always you're the reason I cry at night. They're always pl- like plotting to fuck him, fuck him up when he's doing his lines. Yeah, and it's hysterical to watch. But it it it's weird to see the people, like I said, who aren't on these gag reels as much. Who seem like, well, you know, we all get along, but that's not really my thing. Fucking around on. Yeah, I mean, maybe they didn't have as much good material, yeah. and Jared's farting off camera was much funnier. <laughs> uh, there's a, a 
about 10 minute thing called the Winchester mythology, Mary Winchester that just basically is there. Oh, in case you forgot before this, here's all the stuff that oh, happened yeah, with her and what's going on now. Uh, there's the Winchester mythology clash of the British men of letters, which is just once again, same thing. Like this is just, here's what happened this season specifically about the British men of letters. Let's forget about the British men of letters. <laughs> I hope we can. Um, you know, that would have been so interesting if they hadn't just made them flat out villains. Mm-hmm. That really could have brought a new level to the show. And I thought that was a terrible idea. Uh, and then there's the Winchester mythology, the hunter's life, which is sort of like a procedural for how do hunters do shit, which, you know, whatever we know mm-hmm. it's 15 minutes long. We, we talked over most of it. We, let's we, be honest. There was a point where you're like, <laughs> well, and what, so what's going on with you? Yeah. <laughs> and it's a lot of the actors talking like, well, you know, being a hunter is like, you don't know. <laughs> you just read the pages. I just put on plaid in my trailer and then I mess up my hair a little bit. Yeah. I have a little sip of Olympia and uh, and then I go to work and then I go back home to Austin and get in Barton Springs pool and yeah. So good. let's be honest, the Hunters and the Winchesters, they'd so be Trump supporters. Uh, probably. <laughs> probably so. But it would indeed be a very different world if all these mythological creatures were real and hell and heaven were constantly battling. Then I'd out. be like, build that wall. <laughs> we need a wall. Keep out the Wendigos. <laughs> yeah. See, they're really tall, so we need to make it really, really high. But then it would be a wall bef- between us and Canada, so. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That's true. Keep those damn Canucks in our, <laughs> our country. But when the wind goes. Uh, there's various audio commentaries on here by various people for different episodes and various deleted scenes. Uh, and there's the Supernatural 2016 Comic-Con panel. Those are always fun to watch because, once again, these guys are all good friends. They fuck around a lot on stage. Um, uh, they fuck no, on no, stage? No, no, don't you get all wincesty on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not wincest if it's J2, <laughs> Jensen and Jerry. But the actor who plays Gabriel Loki slash Loki and the actor who plays God are apparently really close friends in real life and they actually co-hosted Richard Spite Jr. and oh, oh quiz time I can't remember the other guy's name Robert something uh yeah, yeah. I, I'm like thinking of his Apparently name Richard in- saved Robert's life like oh. literally saved him he would have died without CPR? him uh got him to the hospital oh. like found him unconscious and got him to the hospital and said if he hadn't brought him in he would have died so he saved God yeah wow Good. what if God was one of us the- just a stranger oh god on the bus <laughs> We're not going there. <laughs> but it is fun to watch. Uh, a lot of goofing around. Um, G- Gabriel does a bit with a hand puppet for a while. While, while oh, I'm sorry. No. Yeah, yeah. He's doing a hand puppet thing, talking to uh, Mark Shepard about weird sadodom- uh, sadomasochistic stuff. Interesting. Yeah, I'm not really sure what was happening there. He's like, well, if they had done the script the way I wrote it, you would have had nipple clamps. I remember that line. Oh, I miss Mark Shepard's sexy Facebook posts. <laughs> he used to post pictures of himself naked in baths and stuff like that. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, and as well, a couple gets married in the middle of this whole thing. Guy proposes, oh, or gets friend. gets proposed to his girl. He proposes to his girlfriend uh, while coming up to the mic, which I'm always like, that's sweet and all, but these people actually want to ask questions. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's one thing when you do it in front of like Patrick Stewart, who's going to say engage, and everyone. Goes, ah! But they, don't, they don't have an appropriate line for Supernatural, so cut that shit out. Uh, family. Family. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sarah, for being with me. That's uh, Supernatural Season 12. And you, didn't, you didn't give your rating. Oh, I'm... Uh, shit. All right. Uh, five dead Hitlers out of ten. Okay, good. Are you satisfied? There's that... That might be just the right amount of dead Hitlers. See how easy that was? They're just five dead Hitlers. <laughs> five dead Hitlers. I may have had ten minutes longer to think about it. Oh. And now we come to this... <laughs> Are we the two, the last two men standing? Yes. The, the, the Gotham's only knights. <laughs> 
So I'm curious because I know you still enjoy the show just like I do. I do. I do. It's uh, funny because every, every season it comes down to where I look up and I have three or four episodes saved. And I go like, oh, man, anytime I let a show go this long without watching it, it means I'm just not into it yeah, anymore. Yeah. And then I'll say – I'll think to myself, well – Let's just watch one or two just to know that you're not into the show and then we can just stop get, uh, recording it. And then I'll watch that first episode and I'm like, what am I talking about? I'm totally back into this show. And you get sucked right back into yeah. it. Yeah. It's um, every time I've – because, you know, you've seen all the hatred that I have out there. Sure. By, like, generally the people who you would think would be the ones who would give it more of a chance, who would be more, like, supportive of it. Yeah. The I'm, most. I'm like, listen, if you guys are going to tell me how much you love Supergirl and, and Legends the, of Tomorrow. And the Flash. And the Flash. And Arrow, yeah, <laughs> how dare you say that, that Gotham is trash? I mean, Gotham's main difference is that it's kind of going for a, a, a little bit of a Tim Burton aesthetic. That it's kind of going for the absurd but, you know, maybe you would even co- compare it to, like, some of the stuff not as – well, yeah, sometimes as dark as it's like Grant Morrison's all-star Batman type stuff. Yeah, but it's it's also – it's so its own animal. Yeah. I mean, that's what, what I admire about it is that it goes, hey, look, we're a show about Batman's world where we don't have Batman. Mm. He's too young to – like, as much as you want to bring Batman in, he's way too young to be any kind of Batman. Right. But we have all this rich tapestry of all these other supporting characters and the city itself. But every time it comes down to someone bitching about it, it's like, well, what is it you don't like about it? It's like, well, first off, this never would have happened or that person would be the wrong age. I'm like, you're comparing it to canon. Yeah. There's no such thing as canon here. That's like getting – you would – you can't do that and not get mad at Christopher Nolan's movies. Oh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) At least for that reason. Yeah, no, yeah, for that reason. As a matter of fact, that was one of the things with the Lego Batman was how the Lego Batman, which is hilarious – it's laugh a laugh a like not laugh a minute laugh a second, but it also very quickly points out the absurdity that has existed in Batman since the very beginning. Oh yeah, it, it's by its nature. Absurd. Yes, yes, nothing sticks to any rules. It's the weirdest thing to be canon queenie about. I don't. Get it really it. is. And, and people say, and then they go, well, but the writing's not good and the acting's terrible, except for like the Penguin. And I'm like. The acting isn't any worse than any other regular no, superhero yeah, show. In fact, really I would not. say it's probably better than what's on most of the CW shows. It, yeah, it, it really is. It's it's consistent. Uh, Everyone's over the top because that's the show. That's the show. That's the, show. <laughs> that's the kind of city they live in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they aren't over the top because they don't know how to act. It's like this is what it calls for. Everybody's working at the same level. I, I don't. I just don't understand it. And, you know, once again, if you don't, if you're just flat out like I can't stand it. Hey man, that's uh, all I can say is I think there's a lot of good to be gotten from the show, a lot of fun, and I, I I just feel bad that you're like something's blocking you from like they go into that next, that's, you know. But yeah. not everything is for everyone. Yeah, exactly. Everything like just be like I I don't even for the most part I try not to go around saying oh this is bad because what I really mean is well this doesn't work for me. Yeah, exactly. But there could be somebody out there who enjoys it and that's fine. And if it flat out doesn't work for you, I get it. There's Batman stuff other people love that does oh, not work same, for me. Same here. <laughs> same here. Yeah, I, I, I come in with my idea of Batman which has expanded quite a bit. Yeah. Because as you, as, as you point out Christopher Nolan's Batman doesn't stick to canon. Not even close. Not even close. <laughs> it doesn't even resemble canon. Right. <laughs> right. But but you but you watch it and you're like, well, there's a lot of cool ideas here. I want to yeah. go with this. Yeah. It's just, you know, maybe it's just that we've gotten 
a little overused to the hyper serious Batman. I don't sure. know. I sure. don't know. And, and, and Gotham did start out more serious, dark with some elements, some comedic mm-hmm. elements, and it's gone more away from that. Yeah, I mean, it's still really dark and kind of oh, brutal. Yes. Oh, the darkness is there. But it's in this absurd universe, yeah. and that's what's so kind of compelling about it to me, these two things together. I mean, I think it steps up and makes Gotham City everything it's talked about being mm-hmm. in, in all the other mediums. And uh, we are talking about the third season, which we both watched, and right. I think a really... Like, the best symbol of that, that mixture of this total darkness and complete absurdity is Edward Ketch in this season, who plays the Mad Hatter. Oh, His right. whole storyline with him coming in, and he's got, like, mind control powers, but then his sister, Alice, who I guess has been in and out of the comic books. Like, it's kind of arguable <laughs> the degree to which she's considered to be but which version of the DC Universe okay. she really exists I didn't even know she was in the comics. Apparently so. Um... She's, uh, he's like incestuously in love with her mm-hmm. and his controller. It's insinuated that basically he's been raping her for years. Right. Without actually saying it out loud. Um, but her blood has the power to turn people into aggression, super aggression machines, which is a really lame mutant, like, <laughs> genome to have. Yeah, but it's, it's no different than most of the others. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just saying that one in particular would right. suck. I mean, like, only Rogue is like, I'll trade you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just so... It's so ridiculous the way they treat him, but they, you know, I mean, like, he's so bigger than life and so exaggerated and so stage performance but he's the Mad Hatter. How would you play him? <laughs> you know, it's funny because... Technically, there's nothing wrong with the actor who plays him, the, the, the performance he gives. Mm-hmm. I just spent a lot of time not liking him because I didn't like him from The Walking Dead. <laughs> so oh, I what, came who, did he, who did he play on The Walking Dead? He was, uh, with, I forgot what they called him, he, but he was one of the, the wolves. He was one of the, 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 the main guy who showed up with a W on his head. Okay. Um, and he was just super untrustworthy and, and, and bad. He just re- represented something. I was like... Oh, I hate this guy. Not the actor. Actor did a fine job. He did such a great job at making me hate him on The Walking Dead. <laughs> then when he showed up on Gotham, I was like, "Oh no, you're not like this I'm guy." I'm ready to hate him. Yeah, and I was, and I was like, "All right, we're doing the Mad Hatter, and um, well, I guess you can. I'll indulge you for three or four episodes, and then that can go away, and we can move on to something else." Little realizing their big plans to to have that carry over for the rest of the season. Yeah, which they they did a great job with. Um, I, no, I think it's a, getting a little weird, almost awkward, the whole Fish Mooney thing, because they really planned on writing her out earlier, apparently. Did they? And they keep finding excuses to, well, you know, I mean, they literally brought her back from the dead. But once again, in this world, that's part of the massive plot line with Hugo Strange uh, and all that. So I was like, all right, but it does seem like she's kind of being like, why am I here this season? <laughs> like, well, I'm not well, really sure what you want me to do. That first time they wrote her out, I was just so like... Guys, you you kidding me, right? She says she she's too of a char- good of a character for you to get rid of. But yeah. Okay, it's ballsy to do it, and then when she returns, ooh, she's back. Right. And then she's gone, and now she's back. I'm like, hmm, maybe one time too many. <laughs> <laughs> also, a little annoyed with uh, Monica Baccarin's character, who just kind of last season was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, you like there's she's like, well, I'm gonna just. While you're gone, I'm going to go get practically, I'm going to get engaged to this mafia guy's son because, Jim, your life is too crazy. <laughs> what I don't get because it, cause it, it was a whole thing where she was pregnant yeah. and left 
And then, yeah, she goes in and marries uh, uh, Falcone's kid, his, his son. But they never bring up the baby um, ever again. The whole Alice, Ket- Alice Ketch's blood affecting her and her mobster boyfriend and everything is just is the weakest part of the season. Yeah. It's the yeah, excuse the point, to the have... point when it, when it affected her, that was the weakest part. It's the part. drama in the first half of the season, and it's just like, ugh, okay. And right off the bat, they're teasing the Court of Owls, and you're like, that's what we want to hear about, sure. the Court of Owls, which is, of course, from the Scott Snyder run and has since become, you know, a big part of the canon. People yeah. are like, ooh, I like that. Um, where there's this ruling group of elite in Gotham that have been around for a long time that... Have a uh, you know a we- master weapon person called Talon, which in the comics at least is kind of like they're like it's almost like the hand the way they bring sure. people back from the dead and right. then they're like kind of not themselves anymore but they're master killers or whatever. Uh, here it just seems like it's just a guy named Talon. It's unclear. Okay. I mean, maybe they'll add that in next season. I'm not really sure, but it's them. You know, we get a lot more into the Bruce Wayne uh, sort of motivations. Mm-hmm. Like for, he's not a little whiny kid anymore the way he was this season. He, he's gotten he's gotten much more tolerable. Oh yeah. I mean, with first season, uh, with the first season, I would. I would love the show when the penguin was on, like it with just about everybody else, except with the with with the exception of being Catwoman and Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and uh, and Barbara, uh, uh, commission, um, yeah, uh, uh, Captain Gordon's first girlfriend, right? Uh, Not the one he'll end up marrying, I hope. Right. <laughs> now I can't say with Barbara. By the second season, they took her to a, a place where I'm like. Okay, now I'm happy every time she's on. Yeah, I, I didn't see that coming. No. I was like, that's insane that you did that instead of the obvious thing to do with her. And I was like, okay, I'm kind of with this yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, No, she <laughs> she became one of my favorite characters to, to watch on screen. Uh, and Catwoman I came around on. And, and now with this third season, okay, Bruce, you're, you're much better. Yeah. And I'm also enjoying Edward Nigma becoming the Riddler, which sure. is kind of this is his season to really step into the lace up those boots and put on firmly the question mark, as it were. Uh, him and his like weird bromance with with the Penguin, like hate hate bromance. <laughs> well, yeah, because what we had it to where the Penguin was in love with him, uh, yeah. but and and Edward Nigma had no clue. Yeah, and, until Penguin kills his girlfriend, and he figures out, and yeah, and then the 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 hate between them. It's probably no weirder than anything that happens between any given two characters on Scandal. Sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, <laughs> for sure. Uh, but those two actors work so well together. They really do. They have great chemistry together, and I, I like. They're definitely two of the highlights of the show. I'm always happy when it's an yes. episode that's around. Either one of those. Uh, and they definitely continue to evolve their characters. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are growing in the way that you know that they're eventually supposed to go. Um, interesting, there's a little bit more with the guy who's kind of the proto-Joker this season. Oh, yeah, Jerome. Yeah, they, they, that one tied right into the, the Grant Morrison stuff because his, like, face was off and he had, right. had it, like, sort of, like, tacked back on. Like, yeah. Yeah, like Grant Morrison did with him. I was like, there's a lot of Morrison references going on. In fact, oh, yeah. next season they're bringing in Professor Pig as a primary Oh, yeah, villain. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. This season has really been big on taking bits from the comics and going, huh? Look look, look, look what we got here for you. Yeah, I mean, that's recognize a, that? It's a, it's an... Uh, Amalgam, I think it's amalgam, of like all these different separate things crashing together in this Elseworlds. I mean, it was funny. I was rereading Gotham by Gaslight because I know the animated film is the next one they're doing. Oh, is it? Yeah, which I'm kind of excited about. I like Gotham by Gaslight. And I was like, 
I couldn't help but think about this. I was reading this. Why does everyone love this and hate Gotham? I don't get it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, just if the, if the if the it had if the title of the show had been Elseworlds Gotham, y'all would have been all on board. Which it, yeah, does it need to have that title? Because it's kind of self-evident. In fact, I can't remember who it was. I was it was Bruce Tim or somebody said every version of Batman that is not the like actual comic book is an Elseworld. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I need to explain this. <laughs> yeah, it seems very obvious. But yeah, I, I enjoyed a lot of stuff. We finally see Raza Al Ghul at the end of the season, played right. by the guy who's Alexandra Siddig uh, from Star Trek: oh, Space yeah, Nine, yeah, yeah. who was a great choice to mm-hmm. play that role, mm-hmm. and it definitely much more what I picture in my head of that character than the guy they got on Arrow. Oh yeah, I know when they had that guy on Arrow, I was like. No, come on. You're, who, who's the real Rachel Ghoul? You're you're pulling that switcheroo like I, Christopher Nolan. I right? was so sure that that was what was they were going to pull a switcheroo. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh no, it was never him. It's cool if it was Ben Kingsley showed up. <laughs> no, it would have been a great little in joke. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been. So I guess we find out that the the Court of Owls is running things, except the League of Assassins is actually running things. Running the Court of Owls. Yeah. I don't know if that ever ended up being part of the, the comic book or not. I mean, it might have been. Yeah, I, I haven't followed it, Batman it, real it closely for a while. I mean, that was always my thing, even with the Court of Owls, when they show in comics, when they're like, hey, we've been the secret society running everything. Uh, all this time, I was like, um, I think you already got one of those. <laughs> True. <laughs> I, I like all the stuff, though, with them sort of, and this sounds weird, because like I said, you know, tradition on the show, as you said, Bruce and Selena are two favorite, least favorite characters. And this season, although Selena's not given a lot to do, she's not annoying this season. No, she's not annoying. Uh, whereas Bruce is actually one of the most interesting characters this season. The stuff they, the Court of Owls is they're basically like, you don't understand. You're, without actually saying it, you're the chosen one type of thing. Yeah. You know, like you're the one who will be the protector of Gotham, not realizing. They're right, <laughs> just not in the way they thought. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's kind of fun. There's a whole sort of like sequence between uh, him and uh, like the, this old sort of sensei like guy. Oh yeah, who, who's like the, the master that kind of started to feel like it was it was getting into Matrix territory. Uh huh. <laughs> and it's weird that it was um, the, the 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 old uh, racist dad from Justified. Yeah, <laughs> like him. Okay, Ar- Arlo. That's weird. Um, uh, yeah, there were, um, I, I never really got a handle on exactly why they killed his parents. Yeah, I'm not entirely clear on that either. I can only assume that for whatever reason they were going against. Right. The, it's always, I, I guess, okay, so his uncle comes back into the picture. Yeah. Who's working with the Court of Owls. Yeah, it's nice to see that actor, for the record. Right, yeah, James Remar. Yeah. And, but he's telling Bruce, no, this is what I'm doing, but he's telling Court of Owls, oh, I'm just stringing Bruce along. And you're back and forth on... Wait a minute. Whose side is he actually on? True. Because I'm thinking he's an agent of the Court of Owls until he kills himself. He's going to come in and re- reveal that, well, I was never actually here. I actually have a job being people's like dads and uncles yeah. as a ghost. <laughs> I just came from the set of Dexter. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, now that's canceled. I was looking for another. That's my whole gig. <laughs> it, was all, it was all I had was that. Uh, do you know who Cyrus Gold is? Maybe because I've seen a thing that's saying I, I missed it at the last episode. Butch's real name is revealed as Cyrus Gold, and I don't, oh, is he a character in the comics or something? I, I guess there was a Wikipedia link, but my internet just went out. So speaking of Butch, that was one thing about this season was like, man, a lot of major. Oh, he's deaths. Solomon Grundy. He becomes Solomon Grundy in the comics. What? Yeah. Did, did they get a new Solomon Grundy or something? I don't know. Is 
Okay. All right. I, I guess he like is because Solomon Grundy was a person at one point. Okay. And I guess he fell in a swamp or something like like Alec oh, Holland. Oh, I got that sure. person that he was was Solomon Grundy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, All I right. think he used to be a regular guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because yeah, there was so many so many deaths of major characters this season, mm-hmm. and I'm like, man, you 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 really developed these characters and made them so fun. Why are you? getting rid of them well then the, you know okay in any version of batman if you're frozen in ice you're fine true <laughs> you're, you're just in suspended animation right 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 nothing to worry about so just because the the penguin has the riddler as his like centerpiece and his his bar uh-huh. doesn't mean anything is wrong with him at sure all. sure <laughs> it's, any, yeah, it's, it's amazing he's he's incredibly well preserved yeah, it turns out you don't have to be injected with the super soldier serum <laughs> yeah you don't need a whole big like like cryogenic like machine to put Han Solo in. He just hit him with the ice ray. It would have been fine. <laughs> That's right. The Riddler's frozen. Butch is dead. Barbara's dead. I mean, once again. I know, I know. I know. In this show, dead, it, it goes in quotes. Yeah. I mean, as long, comic as, long as Hugo Strange is alive, yeah. somebody can be brought back. I definitely want to see more with Hugo Strange. That actor is like a, a character actor who plays oh, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, on yeah. lots of TV shows all the time. Yeah, he's on Mr. And he's, Robot. He's a great choice for that role. A B.D. Wong. And I love that he's kind of this, like... He's he's like playing a more despicable version of his character from the new Jurassic Park. Movie. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like he took Jurassic World just so he could like, ooh, let me work on this character. For- <laughs> yeah, this is this is this is my whole thing. I, this is my workshop. He's so Weasley, but I, I I do like when he's cornered that he's a coward. Well, so overall, what do you think of the season in comparison with the first two? Uh, I thought this season was a little wilder maybe sloppier but at the same time it still was fun and it keeps it keeps pushing what it can do yeah like with this season it ends with me going man what are they going to do for the fourth season Mm -hmm. they constantly leave you at a point where you're like i have no idea where this goes from here at the end of every season and they find a way around it sometimes in like ways that aren't like wah wah television ways, but are just so bizarre. Oh yeah, that <laughs> you're like, holy shit! They make it so bizarre, but they insane. keep the ball going. They keep the ball going, and that's more important than anything else on our show that has this premise that it does. It's just like, yeah, you keep it going, and you're not really overall using super old tricks to do it. Yeah, you know, you're doing stuff that like nobody else would do because they're like that. How would that possibly work? And Gotham's like, I don't know, just do it. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry. I enjoy the insanity. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Uh, yeah, talking about uh, the uh, the the uh, Lee character. Uh, what is what's her last name? Uh, Marvin. No, no, no. no. Uh, I don't remember. Because I always think of her as Leslie. Uh, I see Monica Baccarin. She was the hooker on uh, Fire Firefly. Yeah, Marina. <laughs> Marina, Marina, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lee, 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 I wasn't as crazy about it because the you know the whole well now I'm going to put on makeup and tease my hair yeah but. They they took it took it with her past a point where I thought they would. There's a point where I thought, well, they'll cut it off about here. And this is where she'll get saved. And I was like, oh, she's just gonna keep going. And dude, the whole resolution of like how like with that storyline was like pretty fucking cool. I thought yeah. the way it wrapped up because you're like, wow, she's not gonna. I thought for sure they pulled the old TV. I can get through to her emotionally, which was his point. That shit didn't work. No, at all. <laughs> so in the end, it was like I love the whole. Well, I only got one fix. I'm going to use it on you and you hate, you're going to hate me even more for it. 
but then I'm going to do my best to keep being a cop with this intense rage virus. <laughs> I was like, it's good for like two episodes. He's like, do you want a coffee? No! <laughs> you, hey, you, you gotta, you gotta admire Harvey, D- I mean, not Harvey Dent, uh, Harvey Bullock. Yeah. Who is just, the ultimate best friend. Yeah. He is so ride or die. <laughs> yeah, he is. And is just along for whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really? So you're saying there's a mutant girl's blood who that turns people into rage machines, including the fucking commissioner of the entire police department <laughs> who's now a supervillain? Oh, yeah. And her brother is an incestuous rapist who can hypnotize people and make them do whatever they want? All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Jim. Well, what's our next move? <laughs> <laughs> he does have, they built up that relationship where it's like he relies so much on Jim that when Jim's not there, he's kind of freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, Jim, oh, Jim I really feel like you should murder the penguin in front of me, but you just did. Okay. Yeah, well, you do what you got to do. Yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be fine. All right. Well, I didn't want to spend too long on this, obviously, because like we we can the two of us together, we can talk about anything all night. But we'll say the Blu-ray comes with a few, just a few special features. Surprisingly, uh, some of the CW ones were packed, some weren't. Yeah, this one falls on the lesser side of like extras. But there's, of course, it comes with a digital copy. Um, there's the Dark Within the Dark, which is a special, just kind of tracing the comic book history versus the show of the Court of Owls. Uh, there's Madness Riding, Rising, the New vi- Villains of Gotham, which is, you know, just an EPK about all the new characters that get introduced this season. Which there are a lot. Yes. Uh, I don't know who they oh, have yeah, left. Alternate Bruce. We didn't bring up Alternate Bruce. Oh, Alt right. Bruce. Right, right, right. Alt right, Bruce. <laughs> right. That's right, because the second season ended where we see that there's a... Or did it? A Bruce doppelganger. Yeah, yeah, Bruce doppelganger. But like most like doppelgangers, eventually, you know, they they've got limited time span. They're like replicants in Blade Runner. You know, they Pre- just kind yeah. of run down after a little. I, while. And I I wonder is that is it just the thing where they know like the audience has only so much patience for this, right? <laughs> I mean, it's still in a way that they could bring him back a little years from now if they wanted to and be yeah. like and have it be. Oh, you forgot all about him, didn't you? It's it's frustrating when you see the doppelganger. Moving into the shoes of, of the of their victim, um, and all the their closest friends don't notice. They go like, "Yeah, man, you seem kind of off today." Well, anyway, except <laughs> Selena picks up on it almost immediately. Right, <laughs> it's like bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I know Bruce; he's a fucking dork. You're way too cool to be Bruce. <laughs> True. Uh, there is Ben McKenzie's directorial debut uh, special on that, which is where it. it He's the guy who plays James Gordon. Yeah. And he directed one of these episodes, first thing he ever directed. So it was kind of a cute, very short behind-the-scenes bit with him talking about being really freaked out about doing it. Okay. There's, of course, a Comic-Con panel, as there always is. Mm-hmm. And 99% of the time, those Comic-Con panels aren't worth watching because even though these things come out months after Comic-Con, um, they put in the one from the year before. And oh, I'm like, really? I know you've got an edited and cut version of the most recent one. Why oh, wouldn't you put... Who would care about the one from yeah, the year before? Exactly. I'm like, are we really going to watch that before we watch the season? Never understood that thinking yeah, at all. That's weird. Yeah. It's like, because I mean, like, it's just like when you watch it, it's like, it's something that your average video guy could cut together the finished edited version in three days top. Sure. You know, you're like, okay, this is not a very complicated edit. And what? What is it now? I mean, this comes out like, or, or just came out just recently. And Comic Con was when? June, July, July, yeah, yeah. 
What the fuck? Yeah, it was a month ago. Plenty of time to slam this onto the last sure, disc here sure. of these seasons. I don't get that at all. Well, I don't, yeah, I don't get what the appeal is to watch something like that. Yeah, every once in a while it'll be because just because every time you get this group of people, you know they're super fun to watch. But that's more rare than not. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, like I always watch the one for Supernatural because those guys are like this huge family that play practical jokes on each other, and you watch it and you know they're going to get up to some pretty goofy stuff okay. during it, and it'll be fun to watch. It'll be like watching a bunch of people who know really well who. Dream Drink a lot together, who like always are playing pranks on each other, okay. get up and fuck with each other on stage. Apparently, in this past panel they did, they got up on stage and actually uh, did karaoke uh, with the live band of Carry On My Wayward Son. Of, oh, of the, nice. Yeah, of the actual band. Of Kansas? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, of the remaining members of Kansas. Yeah. I'm like, see, that's what I wanted to see on the Blu ray this year. Mm. But no, next year. Anyway, yeah, that's Gotham. Uh, man, I wish you guys would give it another chance. I know. Just wish you would. I know. Come, Come on. You, you guys, open your mind. You, you've already... You're, look, you're not going to watch The Inhumans. You might as well yeah. fill that time slot with this. Yeah. I guarantee you it's better than Iron Fist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Definitely fun. My thanks go out to, of course, Martin Thomas, uh, Squeak, and Sarah for talking to me about these shows. Lots of fun. Next year we'll probably uh, have even more to add to the list. Uh, so thanks everybody for listening. And the next Digital Noise, which will be coming up very shortly, will be more of a standard show, if you will. No spoilers. Oneofus.net has been your one-stop shop for all things geek for years. But there's a side to them many of you have never heard. The subscription side. Subscribe and listen to great podcasts like The Breakfast Pub, The Original Gentleman, and the Watch a Movie With Us series. Head on over to oneofus.net and don't forget your towel.